Hey, hey, what is up, you beautiful soul warriors? Welcome to tonight's installment of the Deeper Truth Healing Hour with me, Reverend LC. I am, as always, grateful and honored to be here with you all. And tonight, I want to talk about something that, you know, can get a little uncomfortable, but it's something that we all face. It's something that we all go through. It's also something we can all overcome. So, you know, fear is a natural human instinct, experience, and emotion that we often consider negative. But I'm learning that fear is actually the catalyst to the greatest change and growth within our lives. You know, fear has the ability to keep us safe when we talk about instinctual survival fear, but it also has the ability to keep us stuck when we start talking about our internal belief systems and the fear and the stories that we tell ourselves about living in the arena of life. When we when we get out of the small seats and we jump into the arena of our divine purpose. And for anyone who is in recovery and you are finding your passion within something or even just healing in general. You know, it takes a lot of courage to step even out of active addiction into sobriety. And it takes even more courage to actually step from just sobriety and active addiction into healing and the recovery process. And so, you know, I want to help us tonight through some examples from my recent life. And I want to share really vulnerably about all this because I want to help us as a collective, redefine our thoughts and even our consciousness surrounding fear. And I hope I just didn't cause a few people to click off by hearing the word consciousness. But if we don't know these words by now, we're not taking the time to get to know ourselves and how we actually operate in the world. And I want to tell you something. If you have a dream, whatever it is, you know, I'm not talking about just career goals or, you know, purpose goals. I'm talking about if you've got a dream for the way that you want to live your life, the way you want to show up in the world, well, then you're going to have to understand how consciousness plays a part in that and how fear actually can help you as well as hurt you. And tonight, that's what we're going to talk about, and I appreciate you being here. Before we get started, I want to remind you that my beautiful friend, our amazing community sister, Miss Pamela Topgian, has an amazing book that goes right along with what we're talking about tonight, about overcoming fear, about learning how to jump from the small seats into the arena of life. And you can pick this book up. I didn't come this far to only come this far right there at Amazon by just going in and either type in the title of the book, or I suggest you just type Pamela Topgian so that you can see all the other ways that she, in the words of Brene Brown, is daring greatly to live within her passion. So y'all, this has been an amazing week. I appreciate you being here. I can't wait to get into this and start sharing with you all about this amazing fear. So welcome to this episode of the Deeper Truth Healing Hour. So y'all are ready. I'm ready. Let's get vulnerable. Thank you. 
What's up, beautiful souls? Welcome here to the Deeper Truth Healing Hour with me, Reverend L.C., and you beautiful, beautiful human beings. I don't know who all's in the house. What's up, Brett Morris? My brother, my brother, Mary Huffman. So happy to see you. If anyone else is here and you have commented, StreamYard only shows me so many, so keep commenting and um, so that they'll start to show us up in the algorithm. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a wild few weeks in my world. And I really, I think for all of us, we tend to do this. We get so, what's up, Laura McDonald? Um, we get so caught up in the day-to-day and, and, and life that sometimes we fail to realize when we are really, really doing some amazing things in our world. Sometimes that, that growth is taking place in our world and maybe it doesn't show itself or I'm not conscious of it or we're not conscious of it as growth in the moment that it is growth. And I've been going through some really big things and, and, and it's only in retrospect that I really realized how life-changing these situations have been. Um, and, and it brought me to this, to this subject and this topic tonight, because, you know, I started thinking back about what I was so afraid of when I was stepping out of active addiction, which had been the majority of my life. I, I didn't really know any other coping mechanism other than escapism through substance and dangerous habits. And I lived my life with my foot on the pedal racing towards death. You know, that's, that's what I believed was the best case scenario for me. And I used to feel a lot of shame about that. I used to feel so much shame and guilt that I let all of that drive me in that direction of just thinking that I'd be better off dead. And there's a lot of fear within all of that because, you know, we have the instinctual fear. We have rational fear and irrational fear. And, and honestly, the rational fear usually comes in when we're crossing the street and we look both ways or something huge is coming at us to annihilate us. And, and we have that moment of fear so that it kicks in our brain to, to decide what we're going to do to survive. And, and in a way, we're talking about that fear, but not so much. <clears throat> we're talking about that kind of fear that comes from the stories that we tell ourselves about the experiences that we're having. And, and I say that, and, and I think that those of you here in the, in, in the realm of the healing and growth space will understand what I mean. Others may get a little defensive and say, well, what, what do you mean the stories I'm telling myself? These things really happen to me. And, let me and, and, and please understand, I know that. But oftentimes it's like siblings growing up in a family. You know, Everybody grows up in the family, but each person within that entity is having their own experience. You may think it's the same, and it's not, because we are unique human beings. We are born to be absolutely unique. And so when we start a healing process, we have to truly understand the stories that we've told ourselves about our experience. Because when we get down towards the roots, and that's what recovery is to me. Recovery is so different than just sobriety or the clean and sober because recovery takes you to the roots. Recovery means I want to conquer this coping mechanism. I want to learn new coping mechanisms. I want to understand why it is that 
I feel the way I feel that, that I suffer the way I suffer. And I want to change that. And in order to change that, I got to be willing to look at it and take responsibility for it. And that comes with a lot of fear. You know, I, I asked myself this week, what was that big fear after coming out of active addiction into recovery? What stopped me for so long? And I was surprised that I actually came up with, you know, a, a fairly decent sized list. Now, then, you know, I, I, the list were, they were more excuses than they were real live fears. And the biggest fear was that I just wasn't going to be able to do it. One of the other biggest fears was the loss of identity. Who am I if I'm not addict Lona? Who am I if I don't have this coping mechanism to fall back on when life gets too tough? You know, who will I be without this? What will I do? Will I just die? And here we are in active addiction, playing with death on a daily, minute-to-minute -minute basis. And yet, and still, I was afraid to die. And we start getting real with ourselves, man. And we start really talking this stuff through. And we start really getting down to our roots. We'll be surprised at what we find. And I had to understand that there was so much in irrational fears surrounding that. It was just the fear of the unknown. But the loss of identity is really huge. You know, I am for every modality of healing. I am for every way of recovery. I'm telling you, if it is working for you and it is keeping you alive and in the healing space and you are constantly moving forward, then Good on you. I am all in support of every way people find. But one play, one way for me that I can't for my own healing is to remain saying that I am an addict. Because in that I box myself into such a small identity. And I realize how important it is in the beginning. When we're basically trying to get real with ourselves and understand, okay, I do not have control of this coping mechanism that I use on a, on a daily basis. I have no control over that. I surrender that I have no control. But at a certain point for me, I had to then ask myself, how do I want my life? How do I want to show up in life? And if I show up within this identity, how limited will I be? And I'll tell you, a lot of that identity still lives within me, still causes me great panic and great fear. <clears throat> and one of the things that I went through this week, <clears throat> it's been coming for a long time. And so I say I've just been through this week because I took action towards the, fin the finality of this this week. But it gave me the opportunity to feel such an intense space of fear that it just it just opened me to a new aspect. It made me start to ask myself different questions. I've been involved with a, a, a semi-professionally involved with a certain entity 
here in my local area for almost 10 years. And though I have seen some things that haven't set right with me over the past five to seven years, maybe I'd go even with eight. That's me getting real, real with myself. I came to a space where I knew that it was time for me to separate from, from this entity. And I thought that it would be easy. And I honestly believe that I manifested this, this instance to happen where I could be angry and it could be easier because if we're angry about something, if we, if we listen, if we do not listen to our intuition that tells us along the way that maybe we should rethink this or let's step back from this. It's like bad relationships. Many times, you know, your intuition tells you, it shows you your red flags and you just keep ignoring them, ignoring them until something really huge happens. Because, you know, for, for human beings, it is so much anger is a much easier emotion to take action from. And, you know, when you live in a space that I live in, which every day involves, you know, growth in, in, and being real with myself, you, you know, I, I was able to see that, that, you know, here I did it. I, I, I stayed in too long. I manifested an, as an incident to happen that I could overcome my fear with anger. <clears throat> and that's okay. But I was conscious of it, you know, and, and that's what I'm grateful for in my life today, that I can be conscious of it. And so I had about a week you know, I, I made this appointment to go in and meet with someone and 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 I had about a week to contemplate this action step. And, and, and within that time, I just got really real about the fear. Of what this means, it was almost a grieving process. Well, who am I without this? You know, what how will how will I continue in the recovery community um, locally without this space? Am I backing away from people that, that need assistance? Am I closing a door on part of my own dreams? You know, these were all the questions that were going through my mind. And I was so afraid, once again, of the unknown afraid to make that breakup, so to speak, to make that separation that I almost didn't go. I almost didn't go to the appointment. But I started dissecting once again, all of those fears. And I started asking myself a brand new question. And this question has come up a lot for me in these past week. And that question was, for each fear, what would I have to believe about myself for this fear to be true? So if I would no longer have the ability or the opportunities to show up in the recovery community, in the recovery space, and do what brings me great passion to do without this entity, what would I have to believe is true about myself? And I started realizing that it, I would have to believe that that is my only avenue, that that is my only opportunity, that I need 
that space in order to fulfill this part of myself. And yet, the healthy side of me, the intuitive side of me, says that is absolutely not the truth. The intuitive side of me says, in fact, once we outgrow a situation, we are holding ourselves back from all that we can become. Because when intuitively we know it's time to step away and we don't, we are sheltering ourselves in place of that smallness. Yes, there is a fear of the unknown, and I don't really know why as human beings. It's probably the way our brain works. We are so afraid of the unknown. But I think a lot of it comes from conditioning as well. You know, it's it's so subtle. You know, it goes all the way. It's so subtle that it happens in movies we watch. We're so afraid of what's around the dark corner that we hide our eyes and we kind of shield ourselves from the, the you know, the horror of the jump out. When in reality, we can change the narrative and the story about that and become really excited because what's in the unknown when you are walking towards your intuitive uh, promptings and pullings, your passion is your destiny, your dreams. And for all of that stuff that we hold in our minds and our heart that are dreams of ours, they that stuff is exciting. And intuitively what's happening when you know it's time to move and you don't because of fear is that that higher version of you, that higher power that, you know, regardless of what you identify that as, is, is pulling you towards what it is that you have asked for, where it is you have determined that you feel like is necessary for you to go. And if we let fear stop us, then dreams without action become just wishes. And wishes rarely come true. Just to be honest, they rarely come true. So I started understanding that the fear that I'm actually feeling is an indication of how big this step is, this next step in my life is. That I'm grateful that the fear is here. Because if the fear wasn't here, how would I gauge the courage or the bravery that it takes to step into this? And if I continue to tell my, myself the story about fear, that fear is bad and fear is negative, then how much of my destiny will I miss by being too afraid to take actions? And it really brings us this great opportunity to find out what it is we truly believe about ourselves. You know, because our, our, our world mirrors back to us what we believe about ourselves. What's up, Lisa? It truly, truly mirrors back to us what we believe about ourselves. And so whatever circumstances and, and things that, that we are experiencing in our world, they are a mirror of the way that we feel about ourselves and what we believe to be true about ourselves and our abilities. And any one of us that are in the recovery space and coming out of active addiction, you absolutely 
understand what I'm talking about, whether you're conscious of it or not. When in active addiction, what did you believe about yourself? This is as good as it gets for me. I'm better off dead. These are some of my personal ones. I can't do the recovery thing. I'm too far gone. I've been addicted too long to try to start something new. Start, I'm too old to start some new life. I've ruined all my chances. These are the things that I believed about myself. And that is exactly what my world was showing back to me. So that it could concrete that evidence. And I could continue on that, that, that loop. That I could continue to play the tape of abused. I could continue to play the tape of ruined. And that being ruined started for me very early from my first moment of sexual abuse. I remember feeling like my life was forever going to be different. That I would never get to be a normal person because this didn't happen to normal people. That I was somehow marred and scarred and dirty. And that everyone could see it. And depending on how young these belief systems and these stories began in your heart, in your mind. You know, that is a long time to live under such a prophecy. And your world has built upon that evidence that what you believe is true. That's the power of belief. Belief can heal and belief can kill. That's the power of it. And so right here, right now, tonight, we can change our belief systems around fear. Because another episode of this in my life was uh, I, I sit on a board in our local area, uh, a community resource board. And there are all professionals sitting in this room and then me. And we're talking about sheriffs and chief of police and paramedics and, and big recovery entities in town. And, and all these people that are the top of their game, their chosen profession, are sitting in this room. And then there I am. And this is only my second meeting to go to. And, and I, from the first meeting, I, I really wasn't sure what I was doing there. You know, what, what? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing here? You know, we're not talking about recovery. We're still talking about, you know, the the immediate, the crisis point. And, and, and again, that's amazing. People have to be alive in order to get the recovery aspect of this whole thing. To begin to heal, they got to be alive. So that's necessary. And we need that. But I'm hearing... We're talking about um, uh, Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, Southeast North Carolina. We're talking about displaced homeless people. We're talking about a lot of crisis. And I had decided before I came to the meeting through lots of prayer and meditation that I needed to talk about different messaging to the community as a whole. <clears throat> that we need to focus as many resources on the recovery process and, and healing as a, an entire community, you know, and changing that stigma surrounding addiction and, and so that people can remember that this is a human 
situation that we are not just numbers. We are not just percentages. We are not any of that stuff. Like each one is a human being. But I had decided <clears throat> that if this if this second meeting didn't just didn't pan out the way it was supposed to, or just didn't, I didn't feel like there was a place really for me that th this was going to be my last one. And I, I do not understand why I can talk to you all. I can stand on stages and talk to people about this. But for some reason, sitting in that room, in that circle, I felt inferior to those people. And I almost let the meeting end before. And, and I wasn't going to say anything. And immediately. A woman who I do not know across the room brings up this valuable point that absolutely opens the door wide open for exactly what it was I felt like I was supposed to say at this meeting. And I could not <clears throat> not say it. And there was this huge moment of fear where I had to make a quick decision of whether I let that that door open and swing back shut. Because the door to our opportunities is on a hinge. It will swing open and then back shut like those old bar saloon doors. You know, you push it open and it bounces back. If we let fear override us to walk through that door, the door slams back and we got to wait on another opportunity. And that's okay. You know, vulnerability and courage equals knowing you are going to fail and getting back up and getting back in the game anyway. But the door swung open and I made the quick decision to walk through it. And I said what it was that was on my heart to say. I felt the entire time like I was going to have a panic attack. I felt the entire time like everyone could see that I could not catch my breath, that everyone can see that I'm shaking. And maybe they did. Because that's not the point. The point was, is that without that fear to gauge the level of courage that it takes to step out in your world and do something, you'll never know how brave you are. You'll never know how much courage you actually have if you never look fear in the face and step through it anyway. And once again, I had to go back to asking that fear, that same question that I asked in the beginning. For these things to be true about me, for me to be inferior to these people, what, what do I have to believe about myself for that fear to be true? They have different jobs than I do and different titles, but they've never lived through an overdose. They've never walked the, the path of homelessness. They don't know what it's like to have to try to find basic ways to survive in the middle of the winter or in the 100 degree heat of the summer. They don't know what it's like to have to do that. I do. And that make that gives me a spot at this table. In fact, I probably earned my spot at this table. 
maybe more than some. Because I remember that these are human beings. We are human beings. And recovery and addiction is something that this that this country can embrace and 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 can rectify if we remember that each of us is a divine expression of god in human form and remember that each one of us is mirroring something back to us and so it, that's what brings me to talk about this tonight, because, you know, we think of fear as such a negative situation. We hate to feel fear. But what if we can redefine our thoughts surrounding that? What if we can feel fear and get excited about it? Because how, do we, how will we ever know if it's our big step to take if there's not fear that meets us right there? And then how do we trace the fear and expose it for the lie that it is or embrace it for the truth that it is and move through either either or move through it anyway? Because I need to say this to you, that regardless of whatever space you're in, whether you're stepping out of active addiction whether you are stepping into a new career as as someone you know who's i don't know my age 49 years old if you're someone who is stepping into a healing space from a, a childhood that was very abusive or traumatic or if you're you're stepping out of some type of trauma into healing you need to hear and know that you can accomplish whatever the dreams are that have been placed within your heart. But remember, if they stay in your head and you never take action, they're just wishes. And you owe it to yourself for all you've been through and all that you're going through now, you owe it to yourself to truly physically experience that version of yourself that lives within you. And what would it take? What would you have to believe about yourself for that dream version of you to be true and for you to live it and walk it? You would have to believe that you have courage. You would have to believe that you're smart enough. You would have to believe that you've got what it takes because it would not be within your consciousness if it were not somehow available for you. And I say this every single, probably almost every video I put out, I say this to you and I need you to hear it because repetition becomes, you know, repetitive thoughts actually eventually marinate down and become belief systems within our heart. And you can overcome those negative belief systems with more realistic belief systems. Examine the stories that you have told yourself about your experience. Confront your, your fear. 
confront the lies that try to tell you that you're inferior. Confront those places in your world. Let it feel uncomfortable because you got to get uncomfortable to achieve any type of change, any type of growth, any type of evolution. You must feel uncomfortable. And we got to stop being afraid of discomfort. Everything is created in our world today uh, of iPhones and, and smartphones and internet and streaming and all the way back to remote controls. Everything is, is created towards our comfort. And it has caused us to begin to believe that we can't handle discomfort. And that is an absolute lie. Our country was built on people's discomfort. Each one of our ancestors, wherever they came from, wherever they are in the world, wherever you are in the world, you are a direct result of somebody else's discomfort. And while it's great to have so many things that make life easier, don't let it bleed over into your internal space and let it make you afraid of being uncomfortable. Sit yourself down sometime during your day. I do it in the mornings. And sit with yourself for five straight minutes. And as soon as your body wants to move or reach for your phone or reach for your vape or your cigarettes or something else to do, just stay there. So that you can remind yourself that your mind is not running the show. That you've decided that you are leading life with your heart. Now, I'm not talking about your Valentine's Day heart. I'm talking about your courage heart, your passion heart, the heart that takes you through these things that are hard. The heart that keeps you getting back up when your external circumstances just don't seem to be moving in the direction you want them to. But your heart gets you back up and keeps you going. Your thought. We all have a heart of a lion. It's built into our internal program to survive. And I used to get pissed off when people would call me a survivor. Because I didn't want to be surviving. It was like this instinct that I just couldn't turn off. Even though I kept trying to. But I still, on a daily basis... I'm so grateful that I was not able to take myself out of this experience before it was my time because I would have never gotten to know who I truly am and what I was truly made of. I would never have gotten to see it from a positive aspect because what I, the, the negativity that I kept walking into, I just felt powerless to be able to stop or halt. I, I, I'd want to do better. And then I just move into the, you know, the same negative loops. And, and, it, and, it, and there's this, this, this formula that these emotional states, you know, thoughts become emotions. 
emotions become, you know, thoughts and emotions thought and felt over time become these belief systems. And then these belief systems become personality traits. And then these personalities become personal realities. And our life is reflecting back to us. It is mirroring to us exactly what our internal state is. And it is okay to own the responsibility of that. It is okay for you to own that because you cannot change that until you own it. It's like looking in, the, in a mirror with a frown on your face and saying, I want to see a smile and expecting it to change. You know, that's what happens when we look outside of us at our external circumstances and say, well, when that changes, I'll have more courage to do what it is that I feel led to do. When, when I get more money, I'll be able to, to be happy. When I, you know, lose the weight, when I transition my gender, when I get clean, I'll be able to be happy. And the premise of what we do here is bringing you to a place to realize that, nope, that is not the truth. I know this for sure. I've tried that formula so many times and each time it has proven to me that we don't get what it is we want or that we ask for. We get who we, who we are. We get in our lives externally what we believe about ourselves internally. So if you've got a dream in your heart, how do you become that person right now? What has to be true about you right now if you're living that dream? If you are that person that you long to be, what do you have to believe about yourself right now? Because that is what we end up getting in life. We get what we become, what we are. And so if the circumstances in your life are presenting something to you and you know you need to move, you know you need to overcome, you know you need to start that thing, you know you need to separate from that, you know you need to make some kind of step and the fear is so great and it makes you feel so uncomfortable that you don't move, then you're robbing yourself of the experience that you've asked yourself for. And you can begin to ask that fear questions because it's showing up as much for you as it is anything else. It's not showing up to be against you. It's coming up for you because when it comes up, it shows you an area of your life that you still have a negative belief system about. Remember, that's when it comes to irrational fear. When we're talking about rational fear. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about irrational fears. The I'm not good enough. The I can't do it. The this won't work for me. I've tried it before. You don't know what I've done. I'm a bad person. This is my karma. I've got negative. All those irrational fears and things that come in to give us an excuse not to step in to what it is that we want to become. I want to own a business. Oh, fear says, oh, you can't do that. You've got a felony. Nobody's going to, nobody's got, who's going to hire you? You don't know how to do that. Let that be an amazing 
indicator and a beacon of a place that you can work on in your world. Let it be an amazing light of awareness that you can say, oh, I still must have some false belief systems about myself and begin to change them. Repetition got them to be beliefs and repetition can help them change. It's not enough just to affirm to yourself a, a completely opposite thing, you know, completely opposite state from which you are feeling. You know, I would say start rationally in a way. I mean, if you're dead broke, and I just use this because, you know, we all understand money and most of us understand that. But if we're talking about if you're dead broke and you're standing in the mirror saying, I am a millionaire, your brain automatically kicks that out because you don't believe it. But if you begin to change something like, you know, I, all of my needs are met. I have the ability to meet every need. Or even examine the big fear surrounding money is that you're not going to have enough. Ask yourself, how many times is this fear real? How many times have I not had enough? So, you know, begin to change the repetition of what it is that you speak to yourself about. And realize that it's a process. And we didn't get here overnight. We didn't get in that negative state overnight. And we won't get out of it overnight. But each small step forward is leading the way to that place, to that person that you need to become in order to achieve the things that you dream about. And there are going to be so many people that are willing to stay comfortable in their lives and they will criticize you for getting out there and, and, and playing big in your world whatever that means for you and it is not necessary to receive something that someone gives you this is all internal work it cannot be done by anyone else it has to be done with by you and if I don't represent anything else in the world to you, please know this, that if I can begin to change my mental and emotional states, my internal belief systems, overcome my fears, I promise that you can too, because I too once just felt like I was just a lost cause, that it was ridiculous for me to even try to dream past where I was because in my mind I had adopted a lot of the belief systems that came through my family and I had already failed so badly there was no coming back for it so addiction and addict was all I had it's the only thing I could do well man to even hear myself say that it reminds me of the feeling that I had at that time, and it just feels small. So please, that dream in your heart, whatever it is, it's available for you. Just remind yourself to ask the question, what do I have to believe about myself for this to be true? Call out that fear. 
Let it guide you on what is still there that needs to be acknowledged by you and healed by you. Also remember that when you feel the fear, more than likely you're on to something. And if you want that next big step, you're going to have to get uncomfortable and step through that fear. You're absolutely worth it. And wherever you are, whoever you are, you just know that you can get up from your give up and you absolutely can create a life you love. I'm living proof and I know so many of you are as well. So guys, I love you so much and I pray that there's been something in here tonight, some information that resonates with you. And if not, hey, come back to it later and or just let it go by. But, you know, I believe in you, every single one of you. I don't have to know you to know that you are a divine expression of God in human form. And how limited is your God? Whatever the answer to that is, that's exactly how unlimited you are as well. And everything's available to you. So I love you guys so much. I want to tell my beautiful Recovery Revolution Live co-host, Ashley, Brett, Jason, and the sometimes JR, that I love them so much. I've missed them. I haven't been able to be on in the last two weeks, but you know, God willing, I will be on with them this Thursday night. So show up on Recovery Revolution Live Facebook page and YouTube channel live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for just to get to hang out with those amazing human beings and to talk some recovery, some healing. And there's usually an amazing guest. So I love all of you guys. I love all of you that do all the stuff. Please, if you got something out of this or you like our videos, make sure that you like them, share them, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find me in all the places wherever you are. Go check it out. Uh, the Lona Curry um, page on Facebook, Twitter, we're on all those spaces. Join me on Instagram, recovery underscore soul food. Just connect with me and let's grow together. All right, y'all. Until next time. I love you. I love you. I love you. Have the most amazing week that you can possibly dream of. I'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.